Welcome to Focal Point, the podcast that shows you how to tap into the power of the internet in your business and your life. You can find us on the web at www.gihanperera.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A dot com. You can subscribe to the podcast, listen to all our past issues, or leave comments for us. Now it's over to your hosts, Chris Padney and Gihan Pereira, for this week's edition. Chris, how are you going? I'm well, thanks, Gihan. How are you? Oh, pretty good. It's been about three weeks since we last spoke. What's been happening in your world? I've been looking at Wikipedia, Gihan. Oh, good, because by coincidence, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> how good is that? Let me just put a bit bit of context around this in the big picture. We've been talking a lot about this whole idea of Web 2.0 and community and collaboration and Wikipedia is is the the web's free online encyclopedia and it's one of the, I guess, one of the flagship websites of Web 2.0, isn't it? The idea that people can create an encyclopedia purely from the internet community rather than from an area of expertise like Encyclopedia Britannica or Microsoft's Encarta. That's right, yeah, it's one of these iconic Web 2.0 websites and it is, it's built by the internet community. In fact, I think their um, sort of their catchphrase is it's the free encyclopedia that anyone can edit and that's literally what it is. Okay, and so there's some issues that arise uh, around that. I mean, the free part's fairly straightforward but there's a thing about anyone can edit and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Let's just refer people to the website first, it's wikipedia.org, so w-i-k-i-p-e-d-i-a dot org, that's right, isn't it, O-R-G? That's right, yes. Okay, yes. so, so in, this, in this podcast we're going to be talking about Wikipedia from a user's point of view, so if you're a, an internet user, how you can make use of it, when you should make use of it, and when you shouldn't, I guess. Exactly, so there are basically two ways you can use it, aren't they? You can use it as a, an information resource, a, an online encyclopedia, and you can participate by uh, editing entries, uh, improving that resource, improving the entries on Wikipedia. That's right, which sounds a bit scary, I think, and when I first heard that, I thought, well, how could you really have, how could you really have something that is, is valid when anyone can edit it? Um, in fact, I, re- I read a, a quotation about it from Lars Aronson, and this session, the Wikipedia website itself, talking about wikis. Um, and I think this is quite interesting because a lot of people have this view, which says this. Most people, when they first learn about the wiki concept, assume that a website that can be edited by anybody would soon be rendered useless by destructive input. It's like putting free spray cans next to a grey concrete wall. The only likely outcome would be ugly graffiti, and many artistic efforts would not be long-lived. Still, it seems to work very well. That's right. Surprisingly and, uh, I think enough. It is. It's, it's interesting. Let's, let's look at the name. So Wikipedia, obviously the Pedia part is uh, a play on the word encyclopedia. But Wiki, um, have you looked into where Wiki comes from? I don't know the origin of, of Wiki itself, but I do understand the, what the concept of a Wiki yeah. is. But Good, yeah, I don't know why they, why they chose Wiki in particular. <laughs> Wiki, I do know the origin of it, which is quite good that we're both on this podcast together. (laughs) So, Wiki is a Hawaiian language word for fast. So, it's spelled W-I-K-I, and and it it just means fast. And I guess that really exemplifies what um, a wiki is. Um, It's fast editing. So, you've done quite a bit of work around wikis, Chris. Do you want to just talk about the the concept of wikis first, and then we'll talk about Wikipedia in uh, specifically... Okay, so 
clearly it's, it's a website and a collection of web pages. The difference is that on each web page is a little edit link and you click on that and sometimes you're required to be a registered user, but other times not. Um, so depending on that, uh, you end up editing that page using a simple uh, web form, make your edits, um, then you can preview those edits, submit those changes, and the web, pa web page has been updated after your editing. So it's Which as simple is as that. It's fast. It's, yeah. it's the same idea as anyone editing a website, except that typically only one person edits a website, or maybe a small group of people, but the owners of the website edit it. Whereas with the wiki, anybody can edit it. That's right. Okay, so I mean, the obvious question is, how does that get controlled? How does it get controlled? Yeah, so if anyone can edit the page, it means that anyone can go in there and vandalize a page. How do you how do you manage that sort of thing? That's right. Well, that's that's up to um, that's up to the community. In the case of Wikipedia, there are enough people uh, using Wikipedia that 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 kind of um, those kinds of overt vandalism are fairly quickly detected and corrected. I can remember one day I was visiting a web page. I can't remember who it was. Who is the author, Gihan, of The World is Flat? I've forgotten his name. Oh, Thomas Friedman. Thomas Friedman, that's right. I was visiting his uh, entry on Wikipedia one day, and I just noticed at the end of one paragraph was this big all-caps sentence saying something like, read his book, it'll change your life. And I thought, oh, wow, there's, there's a bit of vandalism. You know, It was obviously... Not, uh, not contributing any information to the entry, um, I reloaded the page and it was gone. So, you know, it was there only briefly, so it had been picked up that quickly. So that's, that's the idea. There are enough responsible users on something like Wikipedia to uh, go in there and fix up these, these fairly obvious attempts to, to vandalise Wikipedia entries. Okay, which is interesting because I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now and it says as of um, a week ago, there are 7.9 million articles, in other words, 7.9 million pages in 253 languages. And in the English edition, there's 1.95 million, so almost yeah. 2 million pages. Yeah. And yet, there is enough of policing by the volunteer community, because it is all volunteers, exactly. that, um, that the encyclopedia is kept fairly, fairly good uh, in terms of quality. That's right. It doesn't mean that um, more... Um surreptitious attempts at, um, at, at editing entries uh, go undetected. And if it's a, a page that's probably not as popular as, say, Thomas Friedman's page, then um, it might go undetected for some period. I'm sure, I'm sure that there are examples of that. Let, let's turn around now and look at some of the positive sides yeah. of it. Uh, I remember in, in June, a couple of months ago, there was a story about Mika Brzezinski. You may remember this story, Chris. I blogged about it, wrote about it in my newsletter, and talked about it in, in various forums. Mika Brzezinski is, I was going to say was, but she is. She's a newscaster on MSNBC in the, in the USA. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that day, she was reading out the morning news, and I think she struck a blow for intelligent people because she refused to start her, her news series with a story about Paris Hilton. Right. Now you go, yay, that's great, fantastic. But um, she just thought that wasn't the most important story of the day, therefore she just refused to start with that, to lead with that story. Within 24 hours, that a little video clip of that had been put on YouTube and a quarter of a million people had seen it within, within a day. The thing that interested me was a couple of days later when I first saw the story, so it was within 48 hours, I went to her Wikipedia page because she had one, 
and somebody had already updated her page with that breaking story about how she made internet history by having two million viewers looking at her, her little video clip because of what she did. So it's amazing how very current news can still get on, can get on Wikipedia. So it's not just for things that are, that you'd find in a typical encyclopedia where they can't really be right up to date because by the time they publish it, it's already out of date. Whereas Wikipedia, the, the two million English entries, many of them are being updated all the time. Exactly. And that also provides another contrast with standard um, printed versions of encyclopedias. Um, a couple of years ago, they, did a, they contrasted uh, the accuracy of Wikipedia with Encyclopedia Britannica, and they found that they were of comparable accuracy, or inaccuracy if you like. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the entries in Wikipedia that were found to be inaccurate were corrected, um, whereas people who have Encyclopedia Britannica will need to wait until the next edition comes out, which might possibly contain the corrections that were, that were picked up in that study. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because uh, they have to wait for the next print edition, which might be a long time away. Yeah, and pay for Infinite. it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, a, that's another idea, the whole idea that it's free and staffed by volunteers and it's a, it's a gift to the internet community by the internet community. Yeah, that, that, that key word free has a couple of meanings, doesn't it? It's free to access, so we don't have to pay any money to get access to this information. But we're also free to uh, modify it if we want to and we're free to use it elsewhere in whatever fashion we like. So we can take, it's not copyrighted information, it's in the in Wikipedia, we can uh, take um, information from the entries and publish it if we want to. We could turn out uh, a CD-ROM with uh, Wikipedia entries on it if we wanted to, or print them out, or, or and sell it if you liked. Right. Okay. So it's it's better than free. That's right. It's free, free, free. Yes. And it's interesting. We were talking about the holiday of printed encyclopedias a couple of years ago. My sister Yomi. Um, was visited by an encyclopedia salesperson wow. door to door, which is ca kind of unusual now. You think, well, that's kind of that that job, that occupation, must have died a long time ago yeah. because of online tools. And the first, and I think they were selling Britannica. Um, and her first obvious question was, why can I? Why should I get this when I know it's going to go out of date? When in fact I can just search Google anytime I want to and get the latest information. Mm -hmm. And the way that this encyclopedia had been built was, he said, well, actually, this actually it taps into Google. So if you go into, some of the encyclopedia is static, but other parts, when you click on a link, it actually does a Google search for that information on the internet. Right. So it gets a live information, right. which, which made me think about the idea of Google as being the world's premier search engine, but Wikipedia as being a free encyclopedia, which has some of the same information, but they, they serve two different purposes, don't they? Exactly. That, that's right, they do, yeah. Um, whereas Wiki Wikipedia is definitely set out as a reference tool, whereas if you do a Google search, you just get random web pages created by anybody about whatever topic you're searching for. That's right. Although, quite often, uh, you'll find the Wikipedia entry for that particular set of keywords highly ranked in uh, Google's search results. Yes, and I've found it often. I guess it's logical because Google's looking for pages that are relevant and uh, a page that has an article about a particular topic without any advertising is likely to be relevant to people who are searching Google. That's right, yep. And there's another thing that comes out of that, and it's the whole idea that 
So how do you trust information on the internet? And I know that people will search Google and they'll see one of the first links, particularly new users, and they'll think, well, that must be valid because it's in Google. But of course, it's not in Google. Google is just uh, like the yellow pages of the internet. And uh, it doesn't have any sort of idea about whether this is relevant, authoritative, or so on. Whereas Wikipedia, because it has some sort of peer review, um, has a little bit more validity and you can trust the information more, more than you can with Google. That's right, it does. It, so you, you, it's that peer review that you just mentioned that, um, that helps maintain Wikipedia's accuracy. That doesn't mean that um, you don't proceed with caution because if, uh, if a subject is controversial, then um, they're... Uh, as has been in the news recently, Gihan, we might mention this in a moment, um, there, there are efforts to uh, introduce bias into some entries, particularly on controversial subjects, um, and on in areas that are, are perhaps not so popular, there aren't as many, many uh, peers reviewing that content, and uh, so its accuracy might not have been checked by the, the Wikipedia community. Mm. Why don't you mention that now, the story that we saw in the Sydney Morning Herald recently? Yeah, it, it's it's come up on from many resources, but it's about a website called Wikiscanner that a guy called I think his name's Virgil. I can't remember his his full name, but uh, yeah, a website set up by a guy at Caltech called Wikiscanner that allows you to um, supply a set of IP numbers, a range of IP numbers, and find and a Wikipedia entry and find out who has been editing what entries, in other words. And as a result of that, there's been some interesting information revealed. For instance, uh, that Pepsi-Cola have... Um, some, someone within the IP range that Pepsi-Cola owns has edited the Pepsi entry in Wikipedia and deleted uh, the entry, the, the, the section detailing harmful effects of um, aspartame or whatever it is that uh, is uh, a key ingredient in Pepsi-Cola. So things like that. Uh, so because uh, Wikiscan has just been set up recently, it, it's made uh, several news headlines, and uh, there's been some. It's it's uncovered some interesting um, edits to Wikipedia pages. Yeah, and that's I guess that's another example of the internet co community monitoring and policing itself. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that can only be a good thing because you just have additional resources, and again, free people voluntarily doing these sort of searches and. Uh, okay, and they talk to the media, which means that sometimes it gets a bit more prominence than other things do, but it's still managed by the community. Yeah. You, you would, we were talking before the program started, Chris, about how you get how you get involved, how you get involved in actually writing or editing pages, and you talked about this thing which I hadn't heard about, which is these five pillars. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Yes. So it's it's like um, Wikipedia's policies or guidelines, which they call their five pillars. So I'll just outline them straight away. Firstly, the, <laughs> the obvious one, Wikipedia is an encyclopedia, so that's fairly obvious from the title. And secondly, they advocate that uh, entries have a neutral point of view, so they, want, they don't want bias um, in their entries, they don't want people to um, you know, be as accurate as possible. So that means, if possible, providing uh, citations to, to verifiable and authoritative sources. So if you're going to add a bit of information, if you can provide a citation for that to support uh, the bit of information you've added in, added in an entry, then uh, that's something that they, they advocate. 
as we said earlier, that it's free content, so it's free for us to access. You don't pay any money to get to it. It's free for us to um, edit and change, and it's free for us to use uh, in, in other ways. There's no copyright um, associated with Wikipedia's content. That also um, means that you can't um, provide entries that have got copyright over them, so they don't want to... Wikipedia ent entries to be infringing other parties' copyright. Which could happen easily if somebody copies an image that they've taken off another website page just because it's easy to do, but they don't realise that it's a copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, or copy and pasting from some copyrighted material. That's right. Yep, so they, mm. they don't want to be infringing on others' copyright in, in providing this free content. They have a, a code of conduct, which is basically, you know, be civil, don't be courteous, um, don't don't make uh, personal attacks when you when you um, are editing entries. It's also worth mentioning that um, all the edits, all the editing history in Wikipedia is maintained. So you can see all the changes that have ever been made to a Wikipedia entry, and that's what's made this Wikiscanner website possible. So what edits were made and who made them is always recorded and that also means that if there, if there is any vandalism it's easy to revert to the previous um, entry that was free of any vandalism. Um, and finally, uh, <laughs> the, the, the last pillar, the, the fifth rule, is that they don't have any firm rules. So um, you know, all of the above are not strict rules, they're guidelines. So yeah, so they're, they're sort of the, the policy guidelines for people who want to participate in um, editing and contributing to Wikipedia. Yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it, that that whole, that last rule just, again, exemplifies what Wikipedia is all about, which is almost like, if you want to change the wiki rules, well, you can. You can edit that's them. Right. If, it is a wiki. If the community likes them, they'll, they'll take them on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you talk about your experience with Wikipedia, Chris, because I know that you had a look at some of the Wikipedia pages related to areas that you were interested in, like the Siamese cats one. And uh, do you want to just tell the story of what you did or what you didn't do? Yeah, How sure. It worked? As, uh, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, um, I, had a, I have an e-book called I Am Siamese about Siamese cats that was uh, ghostwritten for me by a researcher I found on Elance. So um, I thought that it would be interesting if I went to the Siamese cats entry on Wikipedia and put some of the information from my book into the Wikipedia entry first Siamese cats, which I subsequently did. It was very easy to do, and as is um, advocated by Wikipedia, I added to the citations section of the Siamese cats entry um, the title of my book, and and um, it was as simple as that, and linked my linked my modifications to those citations. Um, one thing I was, I was cautious not to do was not to link my citation to IamSiamese.com, which is where the book is available from. I thought that might be might be considered to be a kind of I don't know if there's such a phrase as wiki spam, um, because it wasn't really it wouldn't be a link to the book's content. It would be a link to a page selling the book, which is which is different this instance. Well, we're kind of getting towards the end of the uh, podcast, and I just want to couple, talk about a couple of the other things that have spun off from Wikipedia. I mean, within the Wikipedia community itself, there's still there are a couple of other things that have come out of it, like Wiktionary, yep. which is a dictionary. There's Wikiquote, which is quotations, and Wikibooks, which are which are a collection of um, free books that were collaboratively 
collaboratively written. So some of them are just starting out, some of them have been around for a while. But one of the other things you mentioned was another, something that was started by Jimmy Wales, who was the, the founder of Wikipedia, who started a new thing called Citizendium. That's right. Oh, was it Jimmy or was it uh, one of the other co-founders who've... who've uh... Oh, I'm sorry, it might have been somebody else. Yeah, yes. I, I think Jimmy Wales is still involved with Wikipedia. It was one of his um, initial collaborators on the project who's... I think he got a little disillusioned with Wikipedia and has formed Citizendium, um, who, again, it's, it's a free online encyclopedia, but I think he was a bit concerned about the quality of entries on Wikipedia, given that anyone, absolutely anyone, is free to edit any entry in any fashion that they like, and it relies on the community to pick up any, any sort of malicious edits. So with Citizendium, it's... Um, uh, the process of editing is moderated to some degree by firstly requiring that you um, you set up an account. You can't make anonymous edits and your account use your real name. Um, and there are also um, experts involved in moderating and uh, guiding any changes to Citizendium entries. So their claim is that their, their focus is more on quality with Citizendium. Um, a side effect of that is that there are far fewer pages in Citizendium than there are in Wikipedia, of the order of a few thousand versus a few million. So, um, mm. so I guess the, the the higher barrier to entry that Citizendium has put in place has perhaps provided some quality control at the expense of quantity. So, yeah, it's the quality versus quantity argument. That's right. You think that when you just allow free-for-all and allow quantity that you may have a degra degradation of quality, and I guess there is some of that, and Wikipedia has been criticised for that, but by the same token, as you've said earlier, Chris, that when it's compared for a, its authoritativeness compared to things like Encyclopedia Britannica, it's been found to be pretty similar. That's right. With regard to Wikipedia, when you're using it as an information resource, bear in mind how it's come into being and that it is... There is, you know, a potential for inaccuracy because of its the, the free-for-all nature of it. That anyone and and anybody can um, can make changes. So that you have to bear that in mind when you're using it as an information source. It's a bit like the old saying: "It must be true because I read it on the internet." Um, so you know, it must be true because I read it on Wikipedia. You just have to take some things with a grain of salt. And I guess um, we talked about the difference between Google being just random web pages and Wikipedia being more authoritative. I guess it's, uh, it's, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that Wikipedia is a real encyclopedia that's, that has everything peer-reviewed by experts, but of course it isn't. So let's give people a couple of tips to, to start using it, Chris. I mean, I'm sure people are using it already. But one of the things that I've done is I use Mozilla as my web browser. And we've talked about this, the use of Mozilla before. You can get that from mozilla.org, mozilla.org, M-O-Z-I-L-L-A.org. Um, it's an alternative to Internet Explorer. It's free. But one of the nice things is that it gives you uh, a little search bar where I can search various search engines, and Wikipedia is one of them. Okay. So any time I want to search for a word and look it up in Wikipedia, the, the bar is right up there at the top of my browser. So I've just had this, that little add-in, which you can get free with Mozilla, as everything is free, um, which makes it very easy for me to look up things in Wikipedia. Let's talk about the other side of it. How about contributing to Wikipedia? Any tips and hints on whether people should be doing it, how they should be doing it, how often they should be doing it. Right, yeah, well, I, that's sort of um, 
our has been our closing statement on previous podcasts is to be get involved. It's all this Web 2.0 is all about the architecture of participation, as it's called, and Wikipedia advocacy is be bold. That's one of their their unofficial catchphrases. Be bold. If you see something that can be improved, then don't hesitate to do it yourself. There's edit links all over Wikipedia entries. You just click on them and away you go. If you think you can improve an article, then then do so. Um, there's a small caveat. They ask you not to be reckless. So you know if you can just improve things without uh, being doing damage, then that's what they'd like you to do. It's very much that that old saying about if not you then who, and if not now if not now then when. Yeah. And it can be for for Wikipedia articles that look like they've been around for a while and they look like they're fairly well established. There's nothing to say that you can't add something that'll add even more value to it. That's right. Yep. Um, and remember, Chris, like we've been we've been using the internet for what almost 20 years now. And there used to be this term which has gone which has gone out of fashion now, but with community forums and discussion boards, there's a, there were some people, the majority of people, uh, what we used to call lurkers. They'd lurk on the discussion board, which means that they'd just be readers and they wouldn't be contributors. Yep. And um, in fact, a number of discussion boards just um, died out because there were a lot of subscribers, but most of them were lurkers and very few people actually took the initiative to contribute and therefore there wasn't that much content on there. Now, Wikipedia is going to be around for a long time, so that, that is probably not going to be a problem, but still, don't be a lurker, be a contributor. Yeah, definitely. Good. So, again, I'll remind people that um, the, the website for Wikipedia is wikipedia.org. Well, thanks again for your time, Chris. Thank you too, Gihan. Um, any final cl closing comments? Be bold, Gihan. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Will do. Bye. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Focal Point Podcast. You can find us on the web at www.gihanperera.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A dot com. Subscribe to the podcast, listen to all our past issues, or leave us your comments and questions. We look forward to having you back next time.